This episode of Intergalactic Interviews is brought to you in part by SkinandBones.ca. Do you need photos taken for an upcoming live show or a photo shoot for a new album? Do you want professional results without the hassles of worrying about whether or not your photographer is getting the right shots? Then book your next photo shoot with SkinandBones.ca today. I do it, and they even make me look good. SkinandBones.ca. Book it now. Okay, go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Intergalactic Interviews, episode 32. It's a champagne episode, ladies and gentlemen, mm-hmm. because I'm sitting here with none other than comedian Kyle Bottom. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up. <laughs> Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, you like that little clippity clap. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Uh, Kyle is a comedian. He's performed on Just for Laughs, uh, the International Comedy Festival. Yeah. Uh, he's, his bits have been featured, uh, his bits and pieces <laughs> yeah. have, have been featured on... Uh, <laughs> have X- you seen this finger? <laughs> yeah, on satellite radio on X- XM uh, Sirius Satellite. And uh, he's also uh, appeared on the uh, on the television program. Yeah. And it's public uh, access, I think. It's probably, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when you wander on. It's still a show. <laughs> just like, yeah, you, yeah, you're downplaying it a little bit. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, we're uh, we're just sitting here enjoying uh, some buckshots. You want to grab one of those? Here, yeah, sure. I'll get to you. Oh, God. I rock. You take that. Sure. Yeah. I didn't even know what buckshots were when you brought them in. Not bad, eh? They're pretty good. I'm uh, thinking about hitting up Caribou for a sponsorship. Maybe. Oh, yeah? Well, you know, we reached out to this other beer company and nothing came of it. Uh, so I got some bad news for you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Caribou doesn't have money to give out anymore. Mm. Did you hear that they got in a lot of trouble? What happened? Um, there are certain laws in place in the province of British Columbia right. that says like a, a microbrewery or a small brewery can't exceed a certain amount of dollars in sales in a calendar year. What? And Caribou got bigger and bigger and bigger as a microbrewery and to the point where Oh, to be considered as a microbrewery. Yeah. They're they're well yeah, they sold too much stuff, so they, they couldn't be considered as a microbrewery. Right. And so yeah, they got fined a bunch of money. What the fuck? Yeah. Maybe they uh and their beers are hella cheap, too. Well, maybe they don't have a lot of money also. Yeah, because... That's why they sell so much. They're, sell, they're $5 for yeah. four of these little bastards. Yeah. Buckshot. And their six-packs are like under... No, they're like ten forty, I think, for, at most stores. 12-gauge buckshot. Yeah, you know what? Uh, if it's $5 for four of them, mm-hmm. I wonder if they have an accounting department. Like yeah. who would I contact? I'd be like, "Hey, listen, we're looking, uh, we're <laughs> yeah. looking to get a sponsor for this." Like, you know, uh, show. you can charge more for beer, right? Yeah. Like people will. <laughs> well, the way I look at it, I'm like, we do this show once a, once a week. It's an hour, you know. Uh, it, that's four episodes a month, fifty two yeah. episodes a year. Yeah. Uh, if uh, if I'm drinking and uh, I have to drink, which I do. <laughs> Then, yeah. then let's, then, then <laughs> oh, let's, uh, you know. We should point out that we had to take our clothes off in order yeah. to do this podcast. Yeah, yeah. Like, and that's why the drinking is mandatory. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, bre- it's, it up. it's way more breezy in here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I refuse to do these in pants. Yeah. It's fine. I, <laughs> I get it. You, uh, you, you're making a lot of changes in, in very. Yeah. Yeah. Got a lot of life changes a, coming up. A short period of time. You're Kyle Bottom becoming a man. Big man moves. Yeah. So you're moving from uh, uh, Vancouver, my home, downtown, yeah, uh, all the way to Toronto. Toronto, yeah. So I'm I'm the opposite. So I'm from Ontario, but yeah. I'm from Northwestern Ontario. I'm 29 hours from 
Toronto. Jesus. People don't understand how big Ontario is. I saw a fishing show when I was... Uh, <laughs> I went camping. Well, okay. I get a lot of shit for this, but... Uh, I went and stayed in a cabin a couple of weeks ago. Okay. And I call that camping because, you know, there's a fire pit out back and we're making a fire and I'm cooking smokies on a fire and that's camping in in my mind. Yeah. Um, (laughs) There was an absence of the mailman. Yeah. Guess what? Oh, and I saw this fishing show while we were there. Um, And these guys, they're fishing and they show the map. Wait a minute. There's TV? Yeah. Oh, of course. It's a. Oh, okay, this is like medium camping. Oh, oh. This is. Um, it's thought, up in a pl- It's up in Manning Park, and Manning Park has little cabins for rent. And uh-huh. what we do is, me and my friends, we rent this place called the Last Resort, which is a fifty-person ski chalet. Nice. And then, yeah, like we drag our kegs up there, and we just have a fire going like all weekend long. Wow. But uh, yeah, because it's so huge, there is a TV on the main floor. So yeah, we're watching this fishing fishing show, <laughs> and the guys drive 15 hours away from Toronto, and someone's like, "Where is that?" And I was like, "Northwest Territories." <laughs> it's probably like around uh, some inlet, mm-hmm. you know, James Bay or yeah, something exactly. like that. The other James Bay, yeah, um, Rick James Bay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you meant when you said that you saw a fishing show up there. I thought you were so remote. No, that no. that they also were like, this is a good spot. No one's here, and then you're like, hey, there's some guys. Like, oh, that'd be great. Yeah, that, that that's what I thought was going on. Well, uh, where I'm from, if you go to your your camp, that's that's your like what people would call a like a cabin or a cottage. Okay? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, like a in a sentence, it'd be like, what are you doing this weekend? Oh, I have to go to camp. My parents are out there for the rest of the week or whatever. Yeah, that's like. So that's acceptable to say, oh, yeah, yeah. I was up at a cut. Who's giving you shit about that anyway? Oh, my roommate, Kevin. He always busts my balls about not being manly enough. <laughs> like, he taught me how to change a flat tire last year, and oh, I'm yeah. 32. So, <laughs> and the whole time I was doing it, I was singing this song I made up called, I was being like, doing man stuff, man doing stuff. man stuff, yeah. <laughs> dirt under my fingernails, man stuff. <laughs> Um, so yeah, like becoming told, I, a man. Yeah, totally. I told him I was going camping, and he's like, "Whoa, are you mm. sleeping outside? <laughs> no, then you're not camping. Yeah. Can you count the constellations? Yeah. No, no, no we, one can. It's fucking. <laughs> we had a pair of snowshoes up there, though. That was fun. Snowshoes. Wait, yeah. what kind of temperate climate was this? You're... Oh, Manning Park is in a mountain pass. So holy shit, they still have like three feet of snow. Oh wow. Yeah. And so that necessitated snowshoes. Yeah, well, my buddy's got one <laughs> pair of snowshoes, so yeah. He, he I've never worn snowshoes in my life. They're dope. Are they? Yeah. Were you, were you like a, a, a jackrabbit hair across the plains? <laughs> no, you got to be careful still because uh, you have to be careful about how you put your weight down, right? Because right. like one patch of snow will support you, and then the, the patch of snow right in front of it is going to sink you down three feet, right? Oh, shit. Like, yeah, it's it's a fine balance. That's uh, it's crazy. I've, I've never worn them before. I've even though I'm from Kenora, Ontario, which yeah. is like still buried under snow. And meanwhile, it's what was what like plus fifteen today. Yeah, it was warm <laughs> in Vancouver. Yeah, it's crazy. I I have to I have to wonder like uh, why why are you moving to Toronto the anyway? T dot. Yeah, other, other than man stuff uh, to build the character, becoming of, a man, becoming a man. Um, I'm moving out there for comedy reasons for the most part. Obviously, there's right. just a much bigger comedy scene, mm-hmm. and yeah, I thought it'd be fun to get out and do shows with people who I haven't seen perform a thousand times. No offense, Vancouver Comics. Of course. I love you. But uh, yeah, I just, I've just been around this comedy scene for a very long time. Yeah, right. And it just felt like... How long have you been performing out here? 
Eight years. Eight years? Yeah. And I got the idea to move to Toronto like a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. But then I got a really bad case of appendicitis. Oh, shit. And I was like sick for an entire year. That's crazy. And Yeah. And I and so because I was feeling so sick all the a time. A full year? Yeah. I had um, most appendicitis. I had something called chronic appendicitis. Okay. Oh, which just means my appendix got inflamed mm-hmm. and swelled up a bit, but not enough to explode. So it went down. And then yeah, so it just kind of like, and so it just kind of fluctuated over the course of a year. Oh wow! Yeah, so that's crazy, man. Yeah, it would get really inflamed sometimes, and then I would, I would think that I had food poisoning when it would happen. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, once that was finally done, once I had that surgery and everything, then it kind of like I clued into the fact that oh yeah, I can, I can leave again. I can get out of here and go somewhere else. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, I had a uh, maybe a year ago. I had a. Um, no, it was more than that. About two years ago, yeah. I had uh, uh, I was having stomach issues like that. Kept thinking I had food poisoning, yeah. and uh, I went into the uh, the hospital. And uh, my first and last trip to Vancouver General Hospital, I'll never go to VGH. Really, ever again. This is the ultimate fuck you to them. I'll never go there again. What happened? Uh, it was like uh, I like I, I don't have a family doctor out here because I moved out here mm-hmm. nine years ago, yeah. and still don't have a family doctor. So I I went ahead and uh, I sat. Uh, in the waiting room mm-hmm. and then they they admitted me and uh they kept me like in the hallway for a good 36 hours whoa and uh it was yeah i kept asking for updates and i'm like in pain in and out of it and mm-hmm. stuff and uh the, it was just horrible horrible yeah. across the board but uh they ended up thinking i had crohn's disease oh wow uh which i don't thank god yeah but uh i have uh, uh or i had uh it was like an inflamed terminal ilium okay. which is like a, they call it your ti okay. it's like it's like the part that connects to, i don't know I, i'm md but i don't have a fucking medical degree i have no idea yeah, yeah but yeah. uh <laughs> but uh it, it's like the part that connects your uh your lower gi function like your upper intestine shit so it's called your ti your terminal ilium it's like this little piece that okay. connects this uh your intestines together or whatever mm-hmm. and uh it was inflamed so it's like supposed to be like this tube, but it was like fucking Ugh. like this little small uh, straw as opposed to a, a large intestine. And so I was like, God damn, that hurts so bad. So yeah, yeah, I was just like a good four weeks of meds, and I was fine afterwards. That's but good. It's crazy. Tell them to check your TI next yeah. time. Yeah, that'd be fucking psycho. Check the TI. But you, you find yourself uh, you find yourself thinking about you know, not wanting to play to the same scene over and over again it, within yeah. the music industry. There's like an old adage, like it's, you know, if you're, if you are playing to the same four or five venues and the same 50 people come out to every single venue, are you advancing your career? Like, even if you mm-hmm. have a great time every single time, no one has a bad thing to say about the show. Yeah. Are you advancing? Cause there's a lot of gatekeepers out there. Yeah. You can, you can become a, a gatekeeper in the industry where you're like, I'm not, I'm neither the bottom and I'm neither the top, mm-hmm. but I am, you're like, well, I'm car bottom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but, but, but yeah, like I, yeah, like I, yeah, I'm neither the lowest part of that, that, uh, contrast or the, or the highest part of it. But, yeah, yeah. uh, there are these people that just, there has to be people that fill the middle there. And it's, mm-hmm. it's just deciding you don't want to be a part of that and you want to yeah. advance yourself. So is that part of it? You, 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 yeah, definitely. I think that, um, I don't know. I really like the scene out here. And, uh, Super good people. Who who put you on out here first? Who was the uh, first promoter or comic that that really helped you out? Steve Allen over at the Kino Cafe was. Yeah? He's been running that room for like seven years, and he put me on. Even though 
I booked a spot with him, and then I left town and missed my spot. Whoa! And then I came back. And Your like, first spot? Yeah, my first Jesus. shot in the room. <laughs> and I showed up, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I was like, I just explained that." <laughs> I, was, I forgot. I, I just imagine you. You're like, "Look, I'm serious yeah. about doing this," and then uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was a you know that was nice that uh, he didn't hold that against me, and and he put me up there. Um, wow, that's huge. You know how many people. Yeah. That would probably be the end of the game. Yeah. You you would have to have moved nine years ago. Yeah. There's uh yeah, definitely. Back when I started the comedy mix, which was Yuck Yucks at the time. Okay. Um Oh yeah, that's uh on the uh, uh stuff. Yeah, Burrard. just over on Burrard. Yeah, yeah. The gatekeeper of that club at the time was named Pete Johansson mm-hmm. and he was a no bullshit kind of comic. Like he was the kind of person where, yeah, like that would have that been... kind of mistake would have sunk <laughs> my career. Dude, yeah, that's pretty crazy, man. Yeah, that. I was in the back room once at a show, and well, like the green room, just like hanging out. Yeah, green room of yeah. the of the old yucks, now the comedy mix. Yeah, Pete's in there, maybe one or two other comics. It's a Wednesday night. They also have shows on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. This guy who had canceled his spot on the Tuesday last minute walks in to like apologize to Pete, <laughs> and I don't remember what it was. I don't remember if it was like a Canucks game or something like that, but Pete knew that there was something happening the night before, right? and he just like looks at the guy and is like, oh yeah, it's so interesting that you got sick last minute when there was a Canucks game on. Oh shit. And then it was just like, just the coldness in his eyes, <laughs> and that, like you just knew that guy was done. Just done, man. Yeah. Well, I, I admire that kind of uh, approach to, to the industry. Like I hate... I hate when people fuck around and, mm-hmm. and bullshit and all this stuff. It's just like, be direct. Let me know what you're doing. Yeah. You know, even to a fault. Like if you're uh, like a known cunt mm-hmm. or something like that. Like uh, last week we had Brian Ellis on the show. Yeah. Total, total uh, uh, good guy at heart that will they'll take care of you. But you have to be able to see through the abrasion mm-hmm. to, to be able to get through that. You have to be able to deal with the aggressiveness of it. And uh, yeah, he was an awesome guest, man. He did super awesome stories. He talked about like, Kurt Cobain and nice. shit like that, just fucking crazy. But his his exterior, which was um, everyone's a cunt and, <laughs> and fuck them and all of a sudden like fuck you for even asking me like yeah. kind of thing. It's like that. I I appreciate that more than the guy who's gonna smile in your face and, mm-hmm. and you know there's so much of that in, in the industry. It's shitty. It's yeah. shitty. So but what about uh, for comics though? Who who, who helped you uh, when you were first getting into it? Did you have uh, Someone who kind of ushered you in, or did you really figure it out yourself? What happened? Mm, Pete Johansson was the one who really. So he, yeah, he like he liked me right away just because um, my first set at the club. Mm-hmm. I think I was on like first or second, like really early in the order. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like I had my five minutes all worked out because I'd actually okay. Let's go back in time. Okay. Flux capacitor, boom, gone. Um, that's me falling Duck, out of the no. vehicle in the, yeah. in the wormhole. Um, no. I did stand up for uh, about 10 months in 2001. Okay. So, like, I think oh. it was like right, uh, like the year September 11th happened. Like, that really? whole year I was doing stand up. But then at the end of it, uh, I got heckled at a show one night. And it really rattled me like I'd never been heckled before. And it shook my confidence. And I did a month's worth of horrible shows after that. And then I quit stand-up for like uh, three and a half years or something like that. Wow. wow. So when I got back into stand-up, mm-hmm. I, I had already 
had past experience and I had one joke that was like my trump card that was left over from when I'd done stand-up <laughs> the first time around. Yeah, yeah. So I basically lied to Pete. I told him it was my first time and I went up with like this <laughs> ace in my sleeve. Uh, yeah, I did my five minutes and it went well and yeah, he just like, he told me he wanted me back immediately and so... I gotta tell you though, that that's like albeit with the uh yeah. the, the the cloak of of lying right? yeah uh i i think karma because you got heckled yeah is that you should be able to do something like that yeah that, yeah, that exactly. seems fair i don't know exactly. the universe shouldn't fuck you twice on that and be like actually did you know he was lying yeah yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's that's fucking good does he know that or is he gonna find that out in this episode um. Yeah, he might. Uh, I don't think he knows that I that I <laughs> had that, that had that past that I kept from him. Oh man, he's such a dick though. It's so like it's so funny to talk to him. The week before my first spot, I went into the club to introduce myself. Yeah. After the show, like he hosted the show, it was great. Afterwards, I, I went up to introduce myself and I was like, "Hey, my name's Kyle Bottom. I'm performing here next week. Uh, I just <laughs> wanted to come to say hi." And he goes, "Oh, you're here next week? How'd it go?" And I was like. What? what? And then he just walked away. <laughs> <laughs> like he literally had nothing to say to me. <laughs> Jeez, that's actually that's a fucking that's a that's a hard one. Yeah, it's uh, a dick move. Yeah. It's great though. That's good though. That's yeah. fucking good. He just walked away. Oh really? Yeah. How'd it go? Like, yeah. And I was away. just like that's just classic. left standing there. It was great. I would like to know who did that to him the first time. Yeah. No yeah. kidding, right? right? Like there's like an even a more aggressive guy that was like, hey, fucking <laughs> Ryan. Yeah. That's fucking it. So did you because of uh because of how that went at uh, what is now the Comedy Mix. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you feel like Comedy Mix is your home then? Mm. More so in terms of like, in the future, you're moving away, right? Yeah. So, so yeah, on I'll your come, return here, Comedy Mix, that would feel the most comfortable coming yeah. back. Yeah. Next time I come back, I will play the Comedy Mix. Uh, unless I'm like, unless I can do a show at like a private venue, I would do that too. Right. Like I'd do a show at the Biltmore or at like the, uh, Biltmore would be cool. I don't the... think I've ever seen comedy at the Biltmore. Oh, it can be good. Talent Times at the Biltmore. Yeah? Well, yeah. Like, yeah. So it can be a lot of fun. I did a show with Kyle Kinane there um, mm. a year or two ago, and that was really good, too. That's cool. Yeah. I I, I was... The I don't know. That's the other one I was thinking of. Oh, Rickshaw. Yeah, Rickshaw yeah. would be really cool. Yeah, I've, I've played Rickshaw before. It's cool. Great, good good venue. fucking venue. Yeah, definitely. Um, I prefer the comedy mix in yeah. the city. If there's someone coming here... I'd rather go it's to the comedy fun. mix. They bring in a lot of American comics now because it's like more like it makes more sense than flying comics out across the country. Exactly. To just get comics who are like in Washington, Oregon, like yeah. Idaho, like anywhere, right? I saw oh, I saw Chris James open for Caroline Ray. Oh, yeah. Uh, fucking, I don't know, January, a couple yeah. months ago, whatever. And she was okay. Mm-hmm. But, uh, Chris was really good that night. It was nice. good, but um, that's totally what it felt like. It was just like, yeah, let's uh, let's bring Caroline Ray in and that kind of thing. And yeah, she was okay. You could tell. She, uh, I don't know. Wasn't quite on her top of her game. That's yeah. all it was. But it's uh, it is what it is. I, I like supporting the uh, non-traditional venues as well. But yeah. I like the comedy mix because there's no bullshit. There's no. Uh, like if you fuck around, you you'll be gone like super quick. It's not like um, yeah. it's not like say the night I met you at Colony. Yeah, yeah. No kidding. Uh, that it's like I knew there was as soon as we got there, I knew there might be an issue because of uh, 
Uh, well, first of all, all, the comics were fucking awesome. Yeah. That was fucking great. Uh, all the sets were awesome. But uh, I knew there might be an issue because I was like, oh, there's like no lighting in here. That's yeah, like, that <laughs> killed me. And I heard, I heard Sonny you... freaking out about it too. He's yeah. like, I asked you for a mic and a light. Like those are the two <laughs> things he asked for. Yes, Sonny was hosting that night. Yeah, definitely. No, no change in the lighting. I mean, it's, it's odd. It's, it's hard to do stand-up. When there's nothing, yeah. Well, even in to here, help you stand out. In, in right now in the studio, just dropping lights a little bit. Boom, yeah. game time. You yeah. just you just know it's like game time. Totally. With with like, uh, uh, even with like no postings of any sign or anything. Like, hey, this is a show, a mm-hmm. live show. If you talk, you'll be kicked the fuck out. No yeah. security. No, there's no nothing. Yeah, which forced me to have to regulate on uh yeah a random college something. Totally. <laughs> That's why I like the mix because those bouncers. <laughs> They're a serious business. Do you know that when last time Rory Scovel played the comedy mix, one of the bouncers got into a fight with a table of like nine guys? What? Yeah. At a comedy like, show. Jesus. Yeah. Because they wouldn't stop talking. They, uh, you know, they were drunk and they were asked to leave. And the guy just like stood up and got in Rob's face and was like, well, I'm not going to leave. And then oh, all fuck. hell broke out in the middle of the show. Jesus. And Rory Scovel just stood on stage with his hand over his eyes <laughs> to block the glare and was like watching the whole thing. Oh, fuck, man. No, no speaking. No comedy at all. Oh, man, bouncing is like one of those jobs that uh, it's like, okay, check this out. It, I, when I think of like jobs I would never do, mm-hmm. I immediately think of manual labor stuff like yeah. construction like i'm just i don't know i could but i would prefer in a million ways not to mm-hmm. i couldn't but then i think of like well bouncing yeah i i'm like well maybe like maybe but then at the same time dealing with something like that like like you're talking about like getting heckled once yeah. in the in the beginning of your career like imagine you're, you're a first time bouncer yeah and it's your first night and we're like okay don't worry dude we're gonna put you on the door front door but you're just you're helping tonight you don't have to worry about anything just watch how it goes down yeah and then something happens and you're and it's like a life and death situation where man how come you didn't grab him off me he had a knife and you're like i yeah. thought i was observing like it, yeah there's no like i don't know soft way to get into it no that's insane i'm, I'm surprised that uh nine people that chose to laugh for the evening yeah decided to get into it with a a bouncer well that's the that's the strange thing about the crowd dynamics at the comedy mix like we always say that one show out of five is going to be bad because (laughs) it's just the probability (laughs) those are way crazy stats in a in a five show weekend it is possible to get away without having a bad show Mm -hmm. but there's a very high chance that one of the shows the crowd is just all wrong. Like these people are all tired and these people are too drunk and they're out paying attention. They're going out after the show and they're distracted. And this is like their pre-stop. Yeah. These girls did coke in the bathroom yeah. and now they can't, they can't <laughs> focus on anything. Oh, so fuck. yeah, there's just, sometimes it's just a perfect storm of crap. That's a, that's tough to deal with. How do you, how do you stay motivated when, when something like that's going on on stage? Uh, you know, for as often as it does happen. It, I don't know. You just have to power through it. Like, especially when it's the kind of scenario where you know that there's a good number of people who aren't really focused on the show. Like mm-hmm. I did a show, uh, on Hall- on Halloween night in Kamloops. I did a show that was like dinner and a show. But what happened was the owner of the bar sold 
every seat in the bar for dinner and a show. <laughs> and then he sold a hundred standing room only tickets. Oh. So uh oh. The bar had like probably two hundred people in it or more, and half of them were standing and talking. Uh oh. And yeah, they played like super loud dance music for an hour before the show started. Oh wow. So I was there with John Bueller and John Cole, and I went on in the middle. John Cole was hosting. John Bueller was headlining. I went on in the middle. So you middled and then... Oh, they didn't listen to John, uh, John Cole, and then John brought me on, and I just started telling some jokes, and then halfway through a joke, it was so loud <laughs> that I was like... There's only... I can only see, like, maybe 15 people who were paying attention, like, just, looking, making yeah. eye contact. And I was halfway through a joke, and I just went, you know, I could just start going blah, 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 and nobody <laughs> would know the difference. And I'd still fill my time, and I'd still get paid. Jesus. Yeah. Like, there was a lot of that night, like, I would just kind of, like, start a joke and then just abandon it, right? Like, just just get to the quickest part that's funny about it and then just leave it, right? Like, don't, don't go through a joke that requires yeah. them to stay focused for... You know, a minute or two. Take the fucking subway on that joke. Yeah. Right to the punchline. Yeah. I, I think uh, when dealing with hostile crowds, okay, it's like the abandoned ship moment where mm. you're like, this is a lost situation. Mm. I'm going to do my time and then I'm out. Yeah. Something like that. Um, have you ever responded in a way that you feel like maybe you overreacted to how, how they're uh, like maybe a heckler or something took place. Like if the contrast was, say, Bill Burr mm. uh, in Philly a couple yeah. of years ago, you know that that whole scenario uh, where he just like I'm 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 doing it eleven minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm finishing it up. Legendary. Yeah, from that uh, to like uh, just why I, sh- I shouldn't have called you a, a cunt factory, <laughs> something like that. You know, I don't know. What do you What do you think? I don't know if I've responded that badly. I mean, my biggest fault is. Uh, prejudging an audience based on how they look. <laughs> like, I will. No, I'm serious. I will like, oftentimes. Look at these fucking affliction shirts out there. Jesus Christ. Well, like, I did a show in Maple Ridge probably about two years ago. Right. And, oh, it was like, I had fun at that show, but they lit us with two work lamps that were like on the ground. Wait, work like just, yeah, like uh, that you would point at drywall at night that oh, you were trying shit. to like like the yellow do edge yeah, yeah yeah the yellow with the cage yeah yeah like, two of those it on says the Dewalt ground. on them yeah <laughs> two of those on the ground shining right on me so I leave the show and I'm blind from like midpoint yeah. downward I no just kidding. have huge sunspots You're deer blind yeah, yeah totally yeah but I walked into that show and it was like leather wall to wall like there was like just tough looking fucking biker guys oh, and their wives all over the place all these old ladies yeah and i was like like i'm not uh a very uh manly man and i make fun of myself <laughs> a lot in my act and i was like these people are gonna eat me alive like they're not gonna like my jokes they're gonna hate me someone's gonna throw a bottle at me oh shit they loved me they loved yeah, dude. yeah and i like of i course. poked fun at them and i like i was teasing the bikers and stuff and well you represent a a, a way of life mm-hmm. that they could never imbi- like you know how many of those guys probably are like fuck i just want to like yeah. hug a cat 
or yeah. like you know yeah. smell some flowers or yeah. or play a video game and meanwhile they're all busy fucking living a real life sons of anarchy yeah like it's insane like yeah they probably were like oh finally some guy who talks what shit i like yeah like, i can get into it speaking of getting into it would you be comfortable answering some uh, of our listener questions right now? Yeah. Well, I would okay? love to hear some listener questions. Okay. Okay. Feel free to expand on these as you like. Okay. Sure. Uh, question the first. This comes in via Facebook. Um, it says, Kyle Bottom, what was the best day of your life? Wow. The best day of Just my life. Just getting right into it. Right into it. The best day of my life. What would that be? Wow. Should we narrow it down? Should Jesus. we say, like, best day of your life in your career over there? Would that help? Uh, I'm amending this person's question. <laughs> I don't know. if There hasn't... Uh, I hate to burst your bubble out there. Oh, but, here we go. Oh. <laughs> Stand-up comedy is not a very enjoyable pursuit. Uh, <laughs> it, is, it is, like, 90% failure. Jesus. So, I guess... Um, well, of the 10%. In my, in my career, the, the best point of my life was... Um, you know what? I'll say the best day of my life. Was it the best day of my life? Best day of your life. I'm going to go. The best day of my life was, um, Halloween. Not the one that just passed, but a year before. Mm -hmm. That was my friend Brandon's wedding. And I hosted that. It was a lot of fun. And I was also six weeks out of the hospital from having my appendix out. So I'd felt sick for an entire year and it was like me out in public having fun and being able to like drink beer and enjoy it for the first time in yeah. a year. Yeah, dude. That's and, awesome. And yeah, just finally uh, feeling well again and realizing that, uh, you know, like life wasn't over at 30 and that I actually had like a whole world of possibility in front of me. That was like, yeah, I'd say that was like my best day. That's super cool. Yeah. Good answer, man. Thanks. It's something about bouncing back from illness. Yeah. Just like, like, oh man. Because I, yeah, I just felt dehydrated for like a year. Like that's why I I blame, I thought my appendicitis was food poisoning and I thought oh, that wow. it was triggered by um, like drinking and drinking coffee and stuff like that. Because mm -hmm. whenever I would overdo it, whenever I'd have like coffee in the morning, coffee in the afternoon, and then like a beer like after dinner or something like that, then I would just feel terrible, right? Oh, so wow. yeah. Yeah. That was a good it turns thing. out that your appendix was just <laughs> trying to slowly kill me. <laughs> <laughs> oh man do you have uh, uh do you have a uh, oh what does it say fucking do you have a uh, hold on I'll, I'll do this one say uh, oh we kind of already answered this but, oh cool but it's uh it's worth mentioning yeah, sure it's okay uh it says why are you moving to toronto mm. is it because you hate the smell of patchouli oil in granville <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck Patchouli. This, this, yeah. Well, apparently you hate it. Nice. Uh, you know what I, I think, think of when I hear the word patchouli is Chihuly, which is he's um, a famous glass blower from uh, the state of Washington. Actually, he's that, got an eye patch. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Uh, I used to be. Um, I used to work for uh, Westone Distribution, which yeah. is uh, uh, the parent company for Puff. Oh, and cool! So, uh, yeah, I worked in the warehouse for several years, nice. and uh, I was uh, I was in charge of acrylics, Sweet. and so all the glassblower guys would come in all the fucking time. That's yeah. wicked. Redbeard and all those guys knew all those guys. Nice. That's funny that uh, you. That's crazy that you took that from that. That's, oh, that's, patchouli and chihuly. They're yeah. like those words are almost the exact same thing. Big but. time. That's probably why the fuck he is that. Just so you know, because <laughs> that stuff is super hippie. Have you heard my joke about moving to Toronto? 
No, why what? Um, so I've been opening like most of my sets. Oh wait, I might have I might have heard this at uh, <laughs> yeah, you yeah, may have heard may, it. Maybe go ahead, go ahead. So um, like I like to just mention it first thing when I get out there. I'm like, uh, yeah, this is one of my last shows in Vancouver because on uh, May seventh I'm moving to Toronto. I get booed. Boo, uh, always, yeah. always the fucking yeah. And <laughs> the then, bias. Uh, sometimes depending on how loud the boo is, I might like stop the joke for a moment and like get into the crowd a little bit. Yeah. Um. But uh, <laughs> then I explain myself. I'm like, you know, I'm moving out to Toronto for comedy, obviously. Obviously. Uh, but I'm also going out there to be closer to my girlfriend. <laughs> and a couple of girls will go, oh. Uh, yeah. And I go, uh, we haven't met yet, but uh, here's hoping. <laughs> right? Because she was not anywhere else Actually, that I looked. That, that's one of the best things I, I like about your comedy is, is your delivery is, like, <laughs> fucking sharp. I Thanks, love man. it, man. Yeah, like, um, uh, actually, I watched... Uh, you the first time with with my girlfriend nice. uh, and uh, we brought a couple of our friends with us and um, I uh, I I remarked to her after the show I was like uh, Kyle Bottom was fucking good and then uh, in the cab ride and she was like yeah I really like his voice his delivery and I was like yeah and then uh, I was trying to imitate your voice but I, I couldn't, blessed. couldn't do it blessed with silky baritone yes <laughs> speaking chops I'm often often described in this podcast as baritone-esque yeah. and i would say this Where we might we might be rattling subs <laughs> together to, on this show yeah i uh I, I have another one here for you from the listener this is uh okay uh this comes in via twitter nice uh this is uh i've never done this type of question on the show before okay so uh it's mary fuck kill Oh, nice. Yeah. I never play this game. Oh, no, yeah. Well, here we go. Here okay. we go. Uh, Mary Fuck Kill. And uh, people at home that don't know what this game is, fucking grow up. <laughs> yeah. Learn how what it is. Basically, you have to choose one and assign one to each of these three people. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's three people, and two of the options aren't so bad, and yeah. one of the options is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Which sounds a lot like the show, actually. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, okay, so Mary Fuck Kill, and uh, the three options for people are... Stephen Harper's wife, Ooh. Tracy Chapman, Ooh. and Optimus Prime. Whoa. Give me one reason to stay here. <laughs> <laughs> Tracy Chapman. God, I love what, Tracy Chapman. What a what a rando question. I love Tracy Chapman. Rando Larue. Okay. Uh, you got a fast car. <laughs> oh, fast car. <laughs> Yeah, that's a class. Wait, did Tracy? Am I thinking for the right no, person? No, she did fast car. Yeah, is she? she? Okay, she did. Yeah. What's that? Yeah. Oh, give me one reason to stay here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll turn right back around. Who is the weird? Who is the super weird lady in like the late nineties or early two thousands who sang that song? Is like I try to say goodbye oh, in that show. Macy Gray <laughs> was that? Was that her yeah, name? That's yeah, Macy. yeah. Last scene in Training Day. Yeah. <laughs> Being a hoe. Something like that. She's actually, uh, uh, I think she played here a few years ago. And uh, that was obviously like the big encore reprisal. Yeah. I try to say goodbye, that I troll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Try to walk away, but I. <laughs> Yo, that's a crazy ass voice. The guy who was like, that's gold. That's yeah. cool. We're going to make that fucking <laughs> sing. The guy who said that had huge insight because I, I don't I don't see it. But uh, it is what it is. Okay, so the options again. Mary Fuck Kill, Stephen Harper's wife. Uh, <laughs> Give me one reason to stay here. <laughs> Tracy Chapman. That was, no, that was sung by Stephen Harper's wife. Yeah, and uh, Optimus Prime. Um, 
Okay, I would have sex with Stephen Harper's wife. Okay, so fuck Stephen's wife. I feel like saying that I would kill her is a crime somehow. That's exactly what I was yeah. just thinking. I so, was like, I don't know if you could say that. Uh, yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say I would have sex with her because that's very disrespectful uh, to our leader. <laughs> <laughs> leader uh, quotations. I would marry Tracy Chapman because uh, I feel like that might help her get uh, like a little revival going in her career <laughs> if she you know <laughs> tagged onto my star for a little while. Yeah, if you gave her one reason to stay here. Yeah, and I would kill Optimus Prime because nobody can kill Optimus Prime. Oh shit, he lives on in the matrix of power autobots roll out yeah Fucking, uh, yeah yeah in, i was in the walk- matrix of power nice yeah. i, I like was walking this. home the other day i've been cat sitting for a friend of mine yeah and i was walking home <laughs> and all of a sudden i just started thinking of uh the scene in the transformers movie where optimus prime is dying and he tries to give the whoa, matrix whoa, of- spoiler bro spoiler. whoa whoa, whoa. Yeah. if you haven't seen a movie that came out in 87 <laughs> you <laughs> <laughs> um, but he try he's dying and he tries to give the matrix of power to ultra magnus ultra yeah. magnus is the big like yeah um he's a, he's like a carrier right like he can like other vehicles can break it down for us Kyle smaller break smaller it. smaller cars can drive up on him and stuff right transport vehicle prime uh <laughs> prime tries to give him the matrix of power and ultra magnus is like prime i'm just a soldier <laughs> walking home from my friend's house just like saying that out loud to myself <laughs> that's fucking hilarious yeah I wonder if people like notice the weird things I do when I walk down the street because I don't have headphones in very often no and I will like you whistle make, sing make talk your to own myself. things yeah yeah well I, I do a lot of that stuff mm-hmm. today on the way here I was singing uh, Rainbow Connection by yeah. uh, Kenny Loggins nice but uh, but in the stylings and performance of Kermit the Frog. Nice. Why are there so many songs? Like, yeah. <laughs> What's the name of that? What's the name of the guy who wrote that song? Uh, Kenny Loggins. No. Pretty goddamn sure. I'll cut your throat. Look. <laughs> you've got a tablet here. You might He's got a baby up. face. Hold on. Kenny Loggins. Paul Williams? No. Well, he might have been on the writing team for that. Hold on a second. Rainbow Connection is almost certainly... Because have you I'm ever Googling seen the right Phantom now. of the Paradise? Uh, it's a, like a really messed up musical from I think the late seventies. It was Brian De Palma. Brian De Palma is one of my favorite directors because of Scarface and, and uh, Phantom of Paradise is a great the Untouchables. Movie. Fucking a, that's good. If you like musicals, it's great. Actually, Paul Williams wrote a Rainbow Connection. I stand goddamn corrected. Yeah, who's the producer here? Jesus, Jesus Christ, <laughs> <laughs> that is fucking good. Why did I think Kenny Loggins wrote that? I don't know, but uh, Paul Williams he wrote all the songs for Phantom of the Paradise. And, wow, uh, Paul, yeah. Paul and, Williams and Kenneth Ash Asher Asher nice Asher, and he's in the movie too. I'd recommend it. I'm embarrassed that I said Kenny Loggins. I, uh, it's okay, man. I've been building up this credibility. You'd just be shocked how many things I don't know about music. <laughs> <laughs> the only reason I know about that song is because I love the Phantom of the Paradise. Jesus Christ! I love Paul Williams, and that movie is really cool. Uh, it's about a guy who's trying to write the story of Faust. Which is uh, yeah. about the magician who sells his soul to the devil. Yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. That's pretty cool. I'm going to fucking check that out. It's good. I do. Now that uh, I can take Transformer movie out of my Netflix yeah. queue. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> Don't need to watch no. that. No, I'm just Ba, kidding. weep, grana, weep, nitty bong. That's the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the intergalactic greeting from... Uh, <laughs> now I think... Jesus Christ. I I, uh, I imagine there is some guy out there right now that's just like, what the fuck? Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> some guy that like was... Uh, shamefully watching the Shia LaBeouf <laughs> Transformers. I might watch that new Transformers. The one with Mark Wahlberg? I'm 
I'm thinking that of the okay. First of all, Michael Bay. Not a not a big fucking fan. I couldn't watch the other Transformers movies. I got about I think probably two thirds into the first one and I turned it off. As soon as they were in the truck with the yeah. agents and stuff, I was like, I don't like these agents. I, I watched, don't like this movie. I watched the first one and then uh, I was uh, I was happy to. F- I saw it on Reddit. I think yeah. that someone was like, Hey, Michael Bay reused this exact CGI sequence from his film that came out two years ago. Really? Yeah. Have you ever seen this? No. It's like. Uh, he has a oh what the fuck should I should I Google this right now real quick? Let's see if I can figure this out. Uh, Michael Bay reuses hmm. Michael Bay reuses footage. I, yeah, here we go. You've never heard of this before? No. Okay, so Michael Bay like reused this footage. Okay. In Transformers Three. Okay, he did this uh, film before called The Island. Oh yeah. 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 Do, yeah. I remember okay. that movie. Okay. Now check this out. Uh, I'm going to play this for you. This sure. is going to be an amazing video. <laughs> nice. A nice audio uh, for our audio spectrum here. This medium. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone at home, you should just Google this. Google. I want a tablet. <laughs> yeah, Google uh, transfer. Here we go. Scene one. You can see it right here. People can see it. It's like a car flipping. In the island, it's like this huge freeway chase. Mm-hmm. And then what they do, see this? Oh, yeah. Look at that. What the hell? That's like the exact same shot. The exact same shot, right? That's crazy. Yeah. And so, uh, oh, they're going to repeat it now, but fuck it. Uh, but if, if, yeah, like that's insane. So after not watching the second one and yeah. I saw that, I was like, oh, I'm, I don't want to do this. <laughs> yeah. That's you know, fucking whatever. I think they came out after that was discovered and the statement was something like, well, did it ruin your movie experience? Did yeah. you still enjoy the movie? Yeah. This is a cost-cutting technique. Da, yeah. da, 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 da. It's like that's shitty. That'd be yeah. like if if they used like if Brian De Palma, like we were just talking about, if, like if if he was like, "Well, I'm doing this other film. It's not Scarface, but it takes place in the Scarface Mansion." And <laughs> yeah, I have yeah, like, yeah. It's just like I don't know, Tony yeah. Montana. It's it's the whole the whole industry is fucked now with with uh, with uh, lack of original content. Mm. Did you see that? Uh, Recently, there uh, there's this thing that came out. It said, um, of the top 100 something fucking films yeah. that have come out in the last uh, 10 years, there's only been like four that were original content. Oh yeah, and, and the rest like yeah, the rest a were, rewrite of a previous script. Yeah, or a rewrite or a, a sequel, a reboot. Yeah, of reboots. We we talked about uh, a couple weeks. Ago, I was talking with uh, oh, who was I saying this with? Um, uh, I, I can't remember who I was talking with at the moment, but um, must not be a very good episode. No, I mean, yeah, <laughs> boom, boom, not this classic that we're writing right now. Yeah, uh, we were talking about uh, Spider-Man. Yeah, and how probably Ivan Decker. Ivan Decker loves the new Spider-Man reboot. It might, yeah, you he know, never what? stops talking about it. <laughs> well, well, fuck, it was just it makes me like. Plus, blown. he just watched it in the last month. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, it blows me away that like this uh, this third. Um, fucking film in, in the Tobey Maguire yeah. uh, one that was done. It's just like, it's sh- it's fucking, like the dance number in it. Oh, Sly Canassa. That's who we I were talking remember about. The, I don't think there was a, I don't, I, I guess I did not see the third Tobey Maguire. Spider there was like a dance number in it. Who was even the bad guy in that? One? Uh, the, not the sand, sand guy was the second one, right? No, Sandman. Dr. Octopus was the second one, wasn't it? Then maybe it was the Sandman in the third one. God, I don't even know. I don't know, but uh, 
the guy I was it. talking about this was Sly Sly Kanasa, who's uh, who's like a, a marketing oh cool uh, marketing fucking beast is what I called him before. Nice. Um, he, he owns this company called Sly Media, and uh, uh, he's a gay guy. And so I was whoa 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 whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> okay whoa, <wow>. yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, did they just want to win a Tony? Like why did like for, yeah. for Broadway? Like why did they have this dance number in there? It's fucking weird. And uh, now I gotta admit that was so shitty that one fucking move they made that I actually have gotten to the point where I'm like, um, I don't know if I want to even watch these new ones. Yeah. Like, uh, I already Did had, you, uh, I donh What was it? Oh, damn it. I just totally had a brain fart. I don't know. Tobey Maguire. And then what the fuck? The, who's the kid from, uh, the kid from that 70s show. What's his name? Foreman, you know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, he Foreman was fucking Brock. Oh, Eddie Brock. Yeah, yeah, weird. Eddie Brock was like a super jock and all this shit. I'm just like, wasn't oh, Foreman? I there's nothing that will pull me out of a movie faster than a bad casting choice. Absolutely. Um, you got a good one off the top of your head? Did you see <laughs> the movie rendition of Ender's Game that came out in the last year? No, I didn't watch it, but I, I did hear about it. Yeah. Okay, Ender's Game. It was written by Orson Scott Card, who apparently is like, uh, I don't know, a homophobe or a bigot or something. Okay. So leave that. Don't email in with your angry <laughs> remarks that we're talking about this book. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it so happens that aside from being a bigot and a homophobe, <laughs> he could write one hell of a science fiction novel. Yeah. Ender's Game is a great novel about a kid who goes to battle school at a satellite station that orbits the Earth, and they fight. They do laser tag in zero gravity. It's the coolest fucking book That's ever. That's badass. Yeah, just the, just the thought of that is like yeah. the coolest thing ever, just playing laser tag in zero yeah. G, so you push off the walls and you just keep going until you hit another thing. Yeah. Anyways, great, great, great story. Ender goes to the school when he's really young. He's like the smallest, youngest kid in the school, but I guess... Because they made their casting choices early on mm -hmm. and then filmed the movie. Okay. So Andrew gets to battle school. <laughs> his first his first like antagonist is um, this like commander, his first commander whose name is uh, Bonzo or Bonzo. And he's, he's supposed to be from Spain. Right. Uh, I don't know if that's a real name. What the I would love Bonzo? for a Spanish person yeah. <laughs> to tell us if Bonzo is a real name. Um <laughs> But he's supposed to be this huge, intimidating guy, and in the movie, the Ender character, who's played by that little kid from Hugo, is like a foot taller than the guy who's supposed to be intimidating him. What? Yeah, that's not intimidating at all. And so just the... just sucks like right it, out. it ruined the movie immediately. Yeah. And also, uh, okay, if you're not going to see the movie if you haven't seen it already. No. If you were going to see it, you would have saw it in theaters. Are you prepping us for a big spoiler? Oh, huge spoiler. Okay, you ready for this, ladies and gentlemen? Spoiler okay. for Ender's Game. You can pause if you don't want to do it. Huge, like, huge moment in the film, or in the in the story, is Bonso decides that he is going to kill Ender. Okay. And so... <laughs> They confront him in, like, a communal shower. So Bonzo and the guys just walk <laughs> in in their uniforms. Does this look like American History X yeah. at this point? And yeah. just completely naked. Okay. And has to fight Bonzo uh, in this, like, steamy shower room. And in the book... Uh, okay, well, I'll tell you what happens in the movie. In the movie, <laughs> and it, like Bonzo slips and falls over and hits his head on a curb and, like, dies. Oh. In the book... Ender does that crazy thing where you take your palm and you drive the guy's nose into his brain. What? Ten times cooler! 
Does he actually pull that off in yeah, the book, it's though? it's ten times cooler because Bozo's supposed to be this huge guy, right? Yeah. And he's trying to, like, like he's trying to, like, crush Ender in some sort of, like, bear hug sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And the technique on that, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Ender puts his foot on the guy's like knee, pushes up, and then just like bam, right in the nose. Oh shit! Yeah, blood everywhere. I like to see his uh, brainstorm. This what's this author's name again? Uh, Orson Scott Card. Yeah, his like brainstorming pad. Yeah, yeah, of, like, yeah. He's just like it just says like uh, nose through uh, nose bone through <laughs> yeah. brain question yeah. mark, and he's just yeah. like and then circled like yes, like yeah. <laughs> and then another circle that says gay is not human, and yeah, then that's gay, crossed yeah. out. Gay is not human. Yeah. We'll put that in another book. Well, okay. The the idea that uh, what he does. Um, like for his views mm-hmm. uh, overshadowing his creative work people are like oh I don't support that or whatever like that I can understand that yeah. to, a, to a certain level like like I, I know what's going on but I, I often refer to like my standard for that would be Chris Benoit okay mm-hmm. when I was growing up Chris Benoit was one of if not my favorite wrestler of all time him and Chris Jericho yeah. fucking huge into the wrestling and wrestling and I was just like oh my god Chris Benoit the fucking best and he's like the Canadian crippler yeah yeah fucking cool guy everyone respected him he was known as one of the best workers out there like mm-hmm. just awesome uh, and then he murders his whole family and kills himself yeah and and then everyone just kind of like forgets about it and it's just like obviously that's reprehensible yeah and, and no one no one is approving of that mm-hmm. but to just discount all his his accomplishments you know it's kind of like the michael jackson thing except he didn't get the fucking pass yeah. now that he died yeah you know? i don't know i guess i don't it's know like you- chick-fil-a just let me eat a goddamn sandwich yeah why <laughs> yeah who cares where the genitalia are touching and who who owns them like let's just fucking just sell me some chicken why does that have to be so weird people are weird though yeah i get it though when when uh when people like you know, donate a lot of money to try and shape public policy and stuff like that. Oh, you mean like all the time in politics? Yeah. Well, it's like <laughs> Chick-fil-A got in trouble because they supported Prop 8 or they didn't support Prop 8. I don't know. Which, That's right. I can't even remember Something if like Prop that. 8 was, if, it, if we wanted it to pass or we didn't want I don't know. I don't even remember. But, but, but I just know that Chick-fil-A put money on the side of it where people are like, eh, yeah, gay people are people too. Yeah. And yeah, yeah exactly. And, uh. Well, they always try to, like, make it... It's just, like, vote yes to not wanting to have us not... Yeah. Att- like, all this, like, double Orwellian yeah. speak. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. They, I would like to see a referendum or some type of vote where it's just, like, everything has to be straightforward from here on out. Like, mm-hmm. fire this man or yeah. or s- stop doing this? Yeah. Yes or no? As opposed to, do you want us to not let us can't not do what you want? <laughs> what we're, we're screwed it'll never happen <laughs> Toki did you write these questions <laughs> I like this okay uh, we got a couple more questions uh, sure, yeah. uh, from listeners here if you're comfortable with that um, said uh, oh here, here's a good one uh, which comedian got you into doing comedy this came in via Twitter oh um, the first stand-up special I ever watched was Eddie Murphy Delirious. Oh, yeah, okay. The one where he has the orange jumpsuit yeah, on. Yeah, definitely. I used to rent that when I was, like, 10 years old, and I would watch it probably, like, once a month. Wow. Yeah. Whoa. And uh, and it's a really crass uh, <sighs> album. It's, like, there's a lot 10 of... 10 years old, you said? Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, I, lo- <laughs> I loved that album. I used to watch it with my sister. We would go, and, yeah, we'd rent it. Uh, anytime we were just stumped for 
what other movie to rent. Yeah. Because you know how video stores used to have the, like, get three movies for a week for 350 oh, yes. yeah. yeah. So you'd have to, you'd get yeah. the two you want, and then you'd be like, oh, what else are we going to get? We'd always get either Eddie Murphy Delirious or The Shawshank Redemption as our third <laughs> movie choice. That's a good choice. Because they're always good. I, I used to be a, a, a video store clerk yeah. many, many, many years yeah, ago. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, we we were part of like an old industry yeah, that'll never be great. ever again. <laughs> I used to watch when the first Harry Potter movie came out. I used to watch that every morning. Oh shit! Because uh, I'd like open the store at eleven, and uh, I remember this one woman came in one day and she told me that she didn't think Harry Potter was appropriate for children, and I like I couldn't process it. I was like. Who is it appropriate for No kidding, yeah. It's the three stars are children. It's ridiculous. Like, people uh, that are offended by by the most inane shit piss me off. Yeah. Really bad. Like, uh, this show has escaped it for the most part right now. But um, I imagine that's the next plateau. Yeah. Will be the unnecessary hate. And yeah. then, and then you're just like, what? Where is that coming from? Hakuma wasn't a problem before. Oh, because now you're aware of it. It's a problem. Down it's so stupid. Yeah, intergalactic interviews isn't even good. Whatever. So bullshit. But I, I'm I'm fucking uh, gra- glad to hear that yeah. Eddie Murphy was your first. Yeah, Eddie Murphy was that was the first stand-up special that I would watch, and uh, yeah, definitely a big influence early on. Um, this one says, uh, if if you had a kid tomorrow, what would this is like gra- grammar weird. Sure. Just one. If you had a if you had a kid tomorrow, what would you name it? What about if it was today? <laughs> <laughs> uh, like that's gonna make a difference on the what name. What the fuck, man? That's funny. okay. <laughs> if you had a kid tomorrow, what would you name it? What about if it was today? Is it a boy or a girl? It's, it doesn't specify gender. I guess that's your choice. Your sperm's choice. Mm. Yeah, it's on you. On you, not just doing man things, man, <laughs> man stuff. Yeah, doing man what stuff. Name a, what would I name a child? Dirt underneath my fingernails, working hard, mm. changing tires, going camping. I like the name Gunther. Gunther. Yeah, my friend Ryan, his last name is Gunther, and my friend Toby, his alter ego is Gunther Preto. <laughs> and yeah, I like the name Gunther. Gunther. I think Gunther Bottom would be good because then kids, people will call him Gunt. <laughs> right, Gunt Bottom. Where are you going this weekend? Fuck party at Gunt's house. <laughs> yeah, bro. yeah, yeah. Totally. Gunt. What? What about if it was today though? If Same. It was today. Yeah. Same name. Um. If it was today, <laughs> that's a weird twist on that question. Yeah, yeah, like that's gonna change it. Um, I always said if my child was born. What? What day? What day is it? Monday. Yeah, uh, today's Monday. Yeah. yeah. I always said. If I mean, my it's child was born Friday. on Monday. Yeah. Yeah said i would name him fireball fireball nice that's always one of fireball that bottom yeah just, just throwing that out there yep. just fireball bottom when i was in kindergarten i thought that'd be the coolest name <laughs> call bob's pretty uh pretty rad name yeah. i like that uh these uh these next questions are uh video game related oh perfect is that cool that's my area of expertise uh we were talking off air just before we got in here how I had never played the God of Wars yeah. ever, and then I just crushed God of War 1 and 2 within nice. the last seven days, and now I'm going to be... I just played 20 minutes of God of War 3 before I came here, and it's yeah. badass, dude. Fuck, yeah. that game's epic. I can't believe I hadn't played yeah. any of it. And I, I, I play. I, you I don't know, know what you should play if you like God of War? Is you should try Shadow of the Colossus. I've heard that is fucking amazing. Yeah, crazy. One right? of, like, you know, uh, if you've played it, 
you get nerd cred, right? Like it's one of those games where oh, okay. like it's so unique that uh, yeah, it's just like it's a beautiful game, and all the game is is a series of boss battles. The bosses are the Colossus or the Colossi. Um, <laughs> how apropos of you. <laughs> they're all different. Now, how it works is like your character just starts in a temple. You have a horse waiting for you outside. You get on your horse, and there's like you can just ride around in circles. You can ride wherever you want. Is it like free roam kind of? It's pretty free roam. Now, one of the buttons when you press it, you hold up your sword, mm-hmm. and as you rotate around, if your sword's up in the air, it'll point a beam of light directed at where the next colossus is waiting oh shit so you ride and you have to like you know so like is it kind of like mega man that you you pick who you're gonna fight next essentially you have to fight them in the order that they oh okay. yeah so okay. it, the light will always show you where the next colossus is waiting oh and shit. then that's how you kind of guide yourself around the map and it essentially is once you get to a colossus it is a like a climbing game you have to you have to climb your way up the Colossus. Oh wow! And you have to locate its weak points, and then you have to stab into the weak points. Oh fuck! Um, well, that's what the fuck I left off on today. So good. God of War three. I was climbing this Titan, mm-hmm. climbing Mount Olympus. Like people don't understand the scope of that game. That's it's what made like, me think of it. Yeah, it's like you're a person, and then you're on this gi- like a giant. Yeah. And then that giant's also climbing a mountain. Yeah. Like the scope of it's insane. I don't know. If it's, it's too cool. It's crazy. I'm glad you, I'm glad you recommended that. Oh yeah, I'm gonna check that out. I think Ivan has it. Um, you might be able to borrow it from him. Ivan Decker. A, it's a very old game. Uh, oh yeah, PlayStation it, Two. Oh really? Yeah. They didn't remaster it. That's the whole reason I, I, got, so. I got the uh, God of War shit. Oh. Yeah. Because they remastered it for PS3. Oh. Uh, I bet they didn't. If because... Ivan would be so kind, I would totally take it. It's backwards yeah, yeah. compatible, right? I could play it on the yeah. PS3. Yeah, I believe that. Uh... I'm trying to remember when Ivan and I played it, but I think he was playing it on a PS3. Dude, Ivan, going to be giving you a call here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and my friend Bill had a PS3 that we played it on. So, yeah, it does work. Okay, cool. Um, these Yeah, so these video game questions. Yeah. Now that everyone knows we're legit. Lace it up. <laughs> uh, what is the best way to take advantage of inexperienced video game players? This came in via Facebook. Oh, the best way to take advantage of them? Yeah. Well, it depends on what game you're playing. <laughs> you just have to. Um, That's so subjective. Because the it easiest be... way to take advantage of people is by having there be uh, like a, a what is it, a, a disparency? A, there's a, a gap in the knowledge, right? Oh, if right. You know something that a common player doesn't know, then you can use that to your advantage. Good example is <laughs> uh, World of Warcraft. One of my favorite things to do in World of Warcraft is just sit in the auction house and just scan through items uh, learning what the average prices are for things and then as you scan through if you find something that's drastically undervalued in a market Mm -hmm. you buy it and then you just immediately resell it for the price that it should be those are like economic skills that you're building so that's how and but it all uh, just comes from just paying attention (laughs) just looking at a certain because you you know you narrow your search field because there's you know, have hundreds you, of thousands of items well, in the auction house. Have you thought about applying those skills on the stock market? Fuck no! Because <laughs> it sounds like that's what the fuck they do yeah, all day. I can't do that with real money. You're just like, you're like they're selling corn for $4 a pound. Yeah, exactly. It's that sort of thing. That's it's crazy. Like, Whoa, uh, someone put Arcanite bars on for 15 <laughs> gold each. Those are worth 50 gold. Dude, dude, that, that was a uh, very... I was fucking bang on in reference. That yeah. was good. Uh, this guy's about it, man. Ladies and gentlemen. I know what's up. Uh, 
Okay, here, uh, this is this is the last one from uh, the listeners. Uh, it says, what is the most obscure video game cheat code that you can remember? Obscure? The most obscure video yeah. game cheat code? Let me think. Eh. The only cheat code I know off by heart is the Konami code for Contra. Look for Contra. Yeah. Up, down, up. Oh, you already got it wrong. Uh, uh, down, down. <laughs> Wait, up, up, down, down. Jesus. Oh, oh, left, left, right, right. No, I fuck. Get out of this. Studio. Get out of here. Uh, the Konami code. Shitty, because it's in a Nubinson song that I up, was up, part of. Down, down. Left, right. Left, right. B A. Flag start. Slide. Start. Yeah. So My he, dad could beat Contra without the code. Oh shit. He was the most man mode I've ever seen. That's pretty intense. I start I don't think finish. I've ever seen that. Yeah. That's Start wild, man. And that was that, that was an error if someone kicked the cartridge or anything like that or pulled it out of the wall. Yeah. Oh, man. Trouble. Yeah. Uh, the most obscure video game code I can remember is, like, Heroes of Might and Magic 2. Nice. There's, uh, on, on the computer, it was, uh, uh, fuck, it was that 80s song about, here, finish it for me. It's like, it's like, dun, 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 something, something, Jenny. It's just like a number. What, 1-800-94-Jenny? <laughs> no, not, not the, not the <laughs> weight loss. Jenny Craig? <laughs> no, not the, no, no, no. It was like, <laughs> there was like five, six, seven, five, three, four, nine. So oh. Was, uh, you know what I'm talking I about. got it. Yeah. got it. <laughs> got your number on the wall. Oh, exactly. For a good time, call 8675309. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's a great song. 8675309, which I believe was uh, 10 Black Dragons. Yeah, Jenny, <laughs> I got your <laughs> number. Are you ready to play uh, the best part of the show? Oh, which is, yeah, I uh, forgot that yeah. this was coming. This is uh, the whole time. So uh, uh, we'll, we'll What's do. What's the game called again? Uh, this game is called Too Offensive. Oh, <sighs> nice. Yeah, that little ugh, my brother G Tone threw that in, <laughs> and uh, uh, when I had Quasi Thomas on the show, he thought it was uh, too offensive. Him and C Mart thought, uh, who were the two guests at the time, thought it was uh, too offensive. T W O offensive. Oh, nice. So now it's two questions. It used to just be one. Yeah. But now it's growing. So throw you a throw you a little softball first. Sure. Okay, softball. That's <laughs> not even that soft. Uh, t- so, oh, wait. So I should explain for people at home. Yeah, if, you, yeah. if you've never played, uh, listened to this game before on the segment of the show, Intergalactic Interviews, what happens is uh, it's called Too Offensive. And uh, if our guest is so inclined, they can answer the question being mm-hmm. asked or they can respond with Too Offensive. If they want to respond in the sample voice, that's also encouraged. Yeah. You can, Too Offensive. Go ahead. I doubt that I will say something's too offensive. I uh, Well, I, I trust that this is going to be medium entertaining. Oh, yeah. I'm <laughs> not. Uh, this ain't no Ivan Decker over here. Ooh. Mr. Clean Cut. Shots fired. Yeah. Ivan was uh, swinging for the fences. Yeah. yeah but uh, That'll come back to bite him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to borrow a shot out of the Colossus. So yeah. I don't know what's going on here. But hey, hold on. The Colossi. Uh, so first two, question the first of two offensive. If comedy was a sport... Who do you think should be banned for life from ever playing again? Oh. Hmm. Uh, hmm. He's Carlos like, Mencia. Yeah. Yeah, Carlos yeah. Mencia should be banned for life. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. And uh, did you always kind of not like him, or was it only until he was found out to be such a biter and well, uh, a stealer of jokes? I don't know. Which is fact now. It's not even, I don't, yeah. even have, I don't even have to say allegedly. It's fact. <laughs> 
just too much. Like, a lot of his jokes never really appealed to me. Mm-hmm. And there's just something about that level of energy that I just don't like. Like, I like yeah. my, I like comedy to be a little bit more relaxed. Well, yeah. your own delivery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> reflects that. Casual. Oh, yeah, definitely. I, d- I don't like, uh, he always hits himself in the head with the mic. Like, hey, no, that you shit. come around. Yeah, like, I don't, I don't like that shit. But uh, good answer. Good answer. Yeah, thanks. Uh, question the second. Yeah. Too offensive. Last question for too offensive. Would you rather cut off your left foot with a spoon or tell me your worst experience in the industry so far? <laughs> and I say so far because, you know, I, I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to close that door on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's like there's plenty of plenty of time in Toronto coming up. That's all <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, yeah. Would I rather cut my left foot off with a spoon, <laughs> or tell you my worst experience in the industry? Yeah, feel free to answer too offensive. That's okay. Um, trying to think if I've had any really bad experiences. Sounds like you fucking have some crazy ass horseshoe up the ass luck like with hey i i missed my first gig ever booked and, oh, yeah. and then uh and then still was uh blessed. i missed my first showcase ever booked too like professional showcase for just for laughs what yeah i want you tell me about that um so it was like in the first year that i was doing comedy which was like 2005 2006 and um, I was working really hard, and uh, Pete Johansson was overseeing the Vancouver Yuck Yucks at the time. Right. And so I, he's, he's pushing for you to get in there. And, yeah, and I yeah. guess at one point, one night, he told me that I was going to be showcasing, mm-hmm. but I just, like, misheard, or I didn't... Miscommunication. Yeah, I just didn't yeah. clue in. You didn't maliciously say, I'm not fucking showing up. No, like. so, like... <laughs> Actually, the night of the showcase, me and another comic were sitting at another venue across town, like, drinking beer and just, like, complaining that neither of us had been <laughs> asked to showcase. Oh, and then, fuck. And then Pete calls the, the phone of the guy I'm with and says, are you with Kyle Bottom? And oh, shit. My friend Dylan's like, uh, yeah, and he passes over the phone, and then Pete's just like ripping me a new one over the phone he's like why the fuck aren't you here you were supposed to be here half an hour ago you're on first and like the show he called it probably like uh like i don't know maybe 12 minutes after eight and the show starts at 8 30 he's like you're on first if you're not here before the host goes out you're off the show you're like i didn't even know yeah yeah but i tell you i ran straight out the door of the venue and just ran down the street towards downtown. Chemical. I was at Camby and 20th. Oh, shit. So I was just running down Camby Street and then... Uh, Chemical Brothers are playing in the yeah. background. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. Boom, back with another of those black yeah, yeah, yeah. beats. I was running off a lot of walls. Yeah, uh, <laughs> a lot of wall runs. <laughs> but then, yeah, sure enough, there's a cab at uh, 16th and Camby and I got him to bomb me the whole way down there. You're like, I'm a comedian, I made a bad choice, and you have, yeah. To, yeah, <laughs> you have yeah, to hurry yeah. up very fast. Yeah, but I did make it in time to do the showcase, so... Jesus. Yeah, just barely. That was good. I, like, the music was already going when I ran into the club, and I just got into the green room in time for the host to see me as they were giving... They were announcing his name. Oh, <laughs> shit. Yeah, so it's like, I'm the window was like 10 seconds. <laughs> I'm, uh, I was impressed. That's a good answer. Yeah. Well, we'll take that as the answer for... Uh, because, yeah, that was good. Because the door is open. 
No, I, at some point in the future, I'll have you on, and uh, yeah. I'll I will further explore that. But uh, next time I'm back or something, come on, obviously, maybe, yeah, I'll probably um, come back for Christmas or something. And that was too offensive, ladies and gentlemen. Too offensive. <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That part now. Now I need two yeah. people to do it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Bottom, if people want to follow you, oh, uh, how can they follow you? Follow my Twitter is at Kyle's Bottom. <laughs> so it's my name with an S at the end. Uh, because I claimed the original at Kyle Bottom when I still worked at Science World. Right. And I lost the email address and the password for that Twitter account. Oh, shit. So I can't get anything back from them. When I was trying to tweet uh, today for questions, yeah. I almost ended up tweeting uh, a guy, Kyle, Kyle is on Bottom. Nice. Or something like that. Nice. Maybe a... Uh, Maybe a, a same-sex dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those guys. I don't know. He's a bottom. <laughs> we'll see how it works. But, uh, yeah. So. Yeah, follow me on Twitter. Um, Kyle's bottom. And, I'm uh, funny on there sometimes. I also tweet a lot of... Uh, What's your website? Kyle's, KyleBottom.com? KyleBottom.com. KyleBottom.com. But I'm a big esports fan. I watch a lot of professional League of Legends. Oh, yeah. So, like, half my tweets are at... LOL Esports, which is like <laughs> <laughs> the big esports company. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you'll you won't see half my tweets. <laughs> oh shit! Unless you're down with the league. That's okay. Yeah. No, I'm sure people will just want to follow you. You're you're a smart dude. You're a funny guy. Yeah. Uh, and if people want to, uh, yeah, I am. Yeah, you are. Yeah, Goddamn right. I am funny. That's right. That's why you're on the fucking show. My mom was right. That's right. And uh, if you guys want to follow me, you can always follow me uh, MD at MD underscore boomsday on twitter and uh you can also email me uh directly through intergalacticinterviews.com uh feel free to shoot us a a, a hate email mm-hmm. especially about uh same-sex orientations <laughs> uh kyle bottom opened up for us today intergalactic interviews yeah interviews are intergalactic totally a lot on this show that's the very first beastie boys reference to it yeah which is amazing i was thinking about that all day like yeah i'm gonna be on intergalactic intergalactic it's it's hilarious yeah the the uh uh the whole point of those intergalactic interviews because uh all of my all my personal music is yeah. all uh cosmic sci-fi based nice and so this is just the offshoot of it, it makes fucking sense yeah that's goddamn right so yeah you guys can uh, follow me on twitter at md underscore boomsday uh or you can email me at jamie at amprecordsco.com and uh yeah i think uh, we're gonna end the show today with music from uh a dope band from east van called the strugglers and uh i played this song on the show before but it's badass and i love it and that's what the fuck i want to listen to and this song's called bernard and uh we're just gonna throw it at Kyle Bob. say goodbye goodbye Cobb. everyone goodbye <laughs> safe travels my, my friend we'll we'll see you again definitely this is bernard my strugglers let's go boom, boom. Bernard, you got- Yeah.